So let me just cover uh, three of the, the main topics that were covered at, at uh, this conference of mayors, which was the largest midwinter group that we've ever had in the 85 years uh, of the organization. We've had more mayors attending the annual meeting during the summer, but this was the largest group that we ever had in regards to uh, the midwinter meeting in Washington. Uh, three, three things then. First, in terms of climate change. Um, the mayors were, were unified in insisting that the uh, federal government recognize that climate change is taking place. We can get into a debate whether or not it is man-made, but I think we're finally getting recognition from even the most uh, conservative circles that climate change in a, is, is real and that it is taking place. Now, uh, though we may have some, some folks who are in denial as to whether or not humans have caused these, these uh, challenges for, for our planet, there's one thing that we think is, is a uh, universal axiom in dealing with this, which is, which is the fact that there are things that we can do to slow down global warming, there are steps that we can take, and that if we don't take those steps, uh, the consequences are going to be disastrous. Uh, the, the, the challenges uh, affect everything from wildlife, from the polar bear to the monarch butterfly and obviously the lives of hundreds of millions of people particularly those in the most inhabited parts of the planet namely along the coastal lines of the oceans throughout the world and that involves a significant part of the United States. The second area that we, we focused on was the Affordable Care Act. And one of the uh, emphasis that, that we made was that there is universal agreement among the mayors of both parties, Republicans and Democrats, that before anything is repealed, there must be a plan and a program in place. The idea that we're going to repeal and then figure it out just doesn't work. We noted that it's of interest that this week, for the first time since its adoption, more Americans support the Affordable Care Act than oppose it. And it's our guess that... Um, that this will is a trend that will continue, particularly as 
we get greater understanding of the tens of millions of Americans and their families who are beneficially covered by the Affordable Care Act and uh, will be suffering grave consequences if there's a repeal and insignificant uh, provisions are uh, adopted in its place. Mayor de Blasio did most of the speaking on the subject, uh, addressed an issue which uh, we've already uh, tackled here in Madison, which was our attempt to ensure even more people this past winter, December and January. You'll recall we had a press conference on it. Uh, we got folks out there to do additional enrollments. I can't tell you uh, yet how many more uh, individuals and families were enrolled, but we know that uh, it, it makes a difference. And part of, there's two parts to that activity, or two goals. One is obviously to get folks covered who are eligible and ought to be covered. And the second is to demonstrate the growing need for affordable health coverage in, in these United States. The third area that we covered, uh, in a way, was uh, most exceptional because unless uh, it's, it's, it's a major item of crisis, we do not adopt resolutions or statements at the January meeting. That's reserved for the annual meeting in June. Well, at this meeting, uh, we got a uh, special resolution adopted on immigration reform. It again is a bipartisan, uh, unified position of Republican and Democratic mayors. And it was very clear at the press conference that this is not about sanctuary cities. It's about every city that regardless of whether a, uh, a resolution has been adopted by a city council on the status of sanctuary, uh, it does not matter what the details says. The point was made that we are in agreement that the federal government should not expect any city, sanctuary or not, to become an immigration instrumentality for ICE. Uh, cities will obviously continue to arrest and detain violent criminals regardless of their status, but we will not detain and hold undocumented individuals solely for the purpose of deportation. So uh, I'm going to point out that in, in that regard, um, again, we had uh, Two mayors uh, who, who, who co-chaired this effort, uh, and uh, one again was a, 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 a Democrat, the other was a Republican mayor, uh, the mayor of Anaheim, California. Mayor Garcetti addressed uh, the issue of employment and noted that studies have shown that where 
immigrants can come out of the shadows, it actually increases everyone's wages. Where individuals live in fear, it means they are put in a challenging position where they cannot assert their rights and get a fair and sustainable hourly wage when they can live and work openly their wages go up and that affects not just those immigrants but it affects everyone uh, this was a, an analysis done in Los Angeles which obviously has one of the largest immigrant community including undocumented uh, individuals so those were, were, were three points uh, which were, were the focus of our work there were concerns also expressed about any cuts to be made in federal funding for the arts and that then really gets me to the general theme of the conference which is no one knows uh, what we can expect from a Trump presidency and there's one thing which we are very clear if there's going to be a call for unity and there's going to be a reversal on the question of unity coming from Republicans on the Hill uh, who did not fairly treat President Obama during his eight years in office there has to be reciprocity and there has to be consultation and consideration for the people of this country who do the work and not just for the rich and the influential who were the targets of Donald Trump's statements about draining the swamp. And of course, this is particularly of concern to us given the significance of his cabinet appointments where we've got many individuals um, who come from industries that have exploited the resources of this country both natural and labor and so consequently um, we are prepared um, to, to sit down and discuss these vital issues particularly as they relate uh, to urban matters whether we're talking housing or, or water systems, sewer systems, and all the challenges that have been inadequately addressed over the last really 30 to 40 years. So that's what I did in Washington for three days. Yeah? Question on um, going back to immigration. Yes. Um, so to what extent as 
um, a municipality does the city have to push back against any potential um, legislation that might come from the federal level? Well, we, we don't know what kind of legislation may come. Uh, we are taking the position that we are not agents of the federal government when it comes to immigration. They've already given us enough unfunded mandates. And this is clearly uh, the federal government's responsibility. From a practical standpoint, if there were to start a, a process by the federal government of of, of deportation hearings uh, in the kinds of numbers that were thrown around during the campaign, the system would be backed up 10 to 20 years. And so it's our suggestion to Donald Trump that his administration get real about this and start talking about the steps we can take uh, regarding the dreamers and getting practical in terms of of uh, doing real immigration reform, whether it's Los Angeles or New York or any of the cities in between, including Madison, we are not going to uh, be deportation agents. It's that it's that simple. doing things that you found to be inappropriate in any way. Um, do you have any idea about what you might do in response? I think we'll, 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 we'll get to that if it occurs. Right now, uh, we're simply saying, let's sit down and discuss this, and let's do something reasonable uh, to protect all of our interests. There is common uh, uh, recognition that if someone is a violent criminal and felon and they're in this country illegal, illegally, uh, that ICE, the federal government, has the authority and the responsibility uh, to take that individual into custody. But the rules and the procedures should not be made for the exceptions. And we shouldn't govern by anecdote. Um, there are, are millions of people in this country who are working hard, who are following uh, the rules, who don't get the benefits all the time of their employment, such as Social Security or health care, they are vital to this country's economy, and we need a leader here who is going to deal with reality and compassion. Did I see your hand up, Dean? No, I'm good for now, Mayor. Okay. Yes, Evan. Uh, a regional transit authority, which was in a resolution making its way through committee in yes. the city. Um, yeah. I don't know if you're able to address that now. Yes. If, or if regional transit came up at the mayor's conference, but um, I was looking at the text of that resolution and um, you know, wanted to know your thoughts on 
putting parameters in place for an RTA, and you know, is it fruitful right now, considering what, considering the the state leaders? For the last several years, we have not moved forward on the city's efforts uh, to, to 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 work towards obtaining an RTA. The reason being that we've had a governor and a legislature that have not been supportive of RTAs. Our strategy originally, and the advice we were given, was to see what happened was to see what happened uh, with the. Um, excuse me, a second. I just want to shut this off was to see what happened with the effort to get an RTA for the Fox River Valley, Appleton area. Well, that didn't go very far in the last couple of uh, sessions. So we thought that we should use this period to start defining our view of an RTA. And so there's some elements in there. Um... For example, uh, and I base some of this on my conversations over the last few years with with Robin Voss. I hope uh, I don't get him in trouble. Um, for example, should the board of an RTA be made up of elected officials? Now, separate from the RTA discussion, I have always believed that anybody that has the ability to collect public dollars in form of taxation and spend them need to be people who are responsible to the voters. Uh, Speaker Voss has been very adamant that if at any time an RTA board is established, it has to be made up of elected officials. So we've got common agreement there. Is it possible one day there might be non-elected officials on some small segment of a board? Perhaps. But at least, if this is a threshold and impediment to creating it, I say yes, let's go forward and make sure that those who serve on it would be elected officials. Not independently elected, but, for example, uh, members of city council, mayors, uh village presidents, and those folks. So let's get that clear. Second question is, what would be the area covered by an RTA? And there's been discussion, should there be, for example, a vote county-wide? Should there be uh, an area drawn? And then if a majority... uh, uh, is, is, is established within either of those boundaries, you've got the necessary approval. Well, my feeling is we can talk about folks contributing taxes to an RTA who aren't within its boundaries at a future time. Let's be uh, very simple about this in that each community votes on its own If a majority vote to be part of the RTA, they will be part of it. They will get the service. 
and they'll help contribute to it. So it's those kinds of principles that we're trying to get established so we can go to the legislature and say, this is what we would like. Um, I mean, with those, you know, potential parameters um, that are being discussed right now, I mean, what kind of reaction are you thinking you'll get once you eventually do take that to the state? We'll find out. I don't know. Anything else? Okay, great. Thank you.